What's good, everybody, and welcome to Body Back Podcast. I'm Chris Thomas, and with me, as always, Broke Writer Dave. How we doing, everybody? And we are not alone. We are actually, you know, I kind of feel like our guest right now is kind of like extended family just because she's over in my old neck of the woods. I mean... She was born in, in Florida, but she right now she lives in Atlanta. And her, as it says on her page, her, not a house, her gothic estate. Yes, my gothic <laughs> manor. Her gothic, mansion or whatever it is. <laughs> her gothic manor. The author of Where Did the Wind Go? And the Crow Lord with us is Julia Failde. Or Julie Failde, sorry. Hello! No worries. <laughs> Uh, you know, I was like, all right, make sure to get the last name right and then screwed up the first name. <laughs> well, can I say you just, you nailed the last name. You got it perfect. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Excellent. Yes, I'll take it. Uh, but nice. uh, thank you for coming on. Yeah, thank you for having me. Uh, we're back in the United States. Uh, last time our, our guest was from Paris. Uh, <laughs> so we are back in the, back old, in the States. Back yeah. in the States. And, um, and we're going to be talking about a uh, genre of movie which as I was talking to Dave, isn't necessarily my wheelhouse, but I like it all the same. Uh, we're, we're talking some ghosts today. Ghosts and demons and ghouls and goblins. <laughs> so so you don't like ghosts? No, I, I didn't say I don't like ghosts. It's just, it's, <laughs> it's probably just the genre of movies that I'm least familiar with. Oh, okay, yeah. okay. I, I've, I've seen my fair share. I've seen, you know, some of the classics like Paranormal Activity and... Uh, I don't know, Ghostbusters, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I have Wait, seen the... is Paranormal Activity, like, old enough to be considered a classic now? How old is it? Oh, man, I think it's from the <sighs> early say 2000s, it was maybe? Like, 2008 or 9. It's it's a couple years away. I think something has to be at least 20 years old to be considered a classic. Yeah, like, I, I was in high school when it came out, so... It's a couple years away. <laughs> called a classic, made me feel old. <laughs> <laughs> But we will get into that momentarily. But first, our author, let's talk about you real quick. Woohoo, yeah. Um, I do have one quick question before we get okay. into, uh, you know, something serious note. Have you yet found the elusive chupacabra? I'm still searching. Um, I really think I almost found him in this part of Florida we call the Redlands, which is just like a whole farm area. Mm-hmm. But, you know, he keeps evading me. I think that everybody, you know, I, when I think Chupacabra, I think everybody was looking in the wrong place. Everybody has been looking like in New Mexico or, or that yeah, kind of right. area. Gotta look, yeah. Nobody yeah, thought I, that he'd, he'd be hiding out in Florida. I mean, it just makes sense, you know. We got so many Hispanic people down there. Mm-hmm. I'm half Puerto Rican, half Cuban, so I feel like he's probably a distant relative, maybe. Mm. Who knows? <laughs> you have you have a better chance of catching him than yeah, you know, yeah. <laughs> or catching. I don't know if you're trying to catch him. You just you just want to talk to him. You just want to. <laughs> I just want to see him with my own eyes. Yeah, witness yeah. him. <laughs> I, I want to believe. <laughs> yes, exactly. exactly. <laughs> All right. Now that the important question is out of the way, <laughs> um, Dave. Dave, uh, he is the reader of the group, so he had some homework uh, once we knew that you were going to be coming on the 
on the show. Uh, oh, very nice. <laughs> so, Dave, why don't you go ahead and uh, take it away from right here and there? So far, I'm about a third of the way through uh, Where Did the Wind Go? Oh, very nice. Yeah, really enjoying it so far. Kind of has, like, supernatural mm-hmm. slash, like, Vampire Diaries type vibes of a book. Yeah, so that was totally my goal. Like, I grew up pretty much watching every kind of, like, supernatural TV show. Like, obviously, Supernatural, but, like, Buffy the Vampire Slayer, Teen Wolf, even oh. Scooby-Doo's in that mix. Speaking so. of uh, spe- <laughs> speaking of speaking of Buffy, as of this recording, I got to say R.I.P. to Paul Rubens, who played one of the best vampires. Oh yes, R.I.P. Pee Wee. Definitely R.I.P. Yeah, but uh, go on. Um. So yeah, no, I was just all of those things definitely brought inspiration to this book, and I kind of just wanted that like more lighthearted feel where there's still stakes in everything, but it's also fun. I'm looking at the at the uh, cover art right now. It has it, it looks like something I would have read while I was in high school. It has a very cool. I, I haven't read it, but it it feels nostalgic to me. Oh, I love that! Yeah. yeah. It's, so it's my a, yeah. my cover artist actually is the same friend that I mentioned before the podcast that lived in Columbus, mm-hmm. and she drew it herself, and we kind of just had like the same vision for it, and she is a graphic designer. So it kind of just was, it was perfect. <laughs> you want to give him a shout out? Sure. Uh, shout out to Anto, uh, Anto Mar. If you're looking for any graphic designers, you could find her online. So how did you, uh, what was the press coming up with the title of Where Did the Wind Go? Oh my gosh. So originally the title was very bad. It was just, I think The Ghoul in the Forest was the very first running title. And I wrote the entire book, was like starting the publishing process already, like starting with the editing, starting all that. And then I kind of gave it to some people, friends, family, mostly no, yeah. nobody like, you know, no beta readers or anything like that yet. And my boyfriend saw it and he was like, the same feels very childish. And I was like, ooh, the criticism. <laughs> <It's> child- <laughs> ooh. Child- childish, like in a good way. <laughs> like- <laughs> Uh, yeah, I was like, maybe that's the goal. And he's like, no, no, no. Like, it feels like a kid's book. And I was like, Ooh, okay. So then he actually came up with this title. And um, I'm deciding if if the, there's a spoiler, but it's also like not, it's a very obvious spoiler. So I don't know if I should say it or not. All right. Here's your warning right now if you don't yeah. want to get spoiled. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, so, so the creature in the book is a Wendigo. Oh, I love Wendigos. Those yeah. are what that's like one of that's my top favorite uh yeah. like creature. I love them. So I wanted to explore that a lot. So we kind of started talking about that. And so where did the wind go is a play oh. on Wendigo. Yeah. Oh wow. <laughs> nice. Yeah, it's kind of one of those like Oh, oh, I should have realized that all along. Oh, yeah. oh well Dave, well now now it's gonna be super obvious now when Dave <laughs> finishes it. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Oh, I love that now. That makes the title a lot. Okay. Uh, you know, I was going to be, I was going to say in your defense of your first title, I was like, yeah, you know what? People put way too much like, like a title has to be like super fancy or whatever. Goblin in the Forest doesn't sound bad. But once you explained yeah. when to, where did the wind go, I was like, oh, no, that's, that's, that's clever. Yeah. That's The clever. moment I heard it, I was like, oof, that's the one. <laughs> did you, when you, when you, when he was pitching that idea, were you like, damn it yeah that is good <laughs> I, that was my exact reaction 
It's like I want to be I want to be able to like kind of crap on that title, but damn it, I can't. Yeah, yeah I was like, man, it's just so good. It's perfect. God. <laughs> so in the book, little spoiler, one of the characters, Riley, has this uh vibing ability where she turns into any creature that's near her. Yes. Which is really unique. Thanks. How did you come up with that? Like um, and I'm like, wow, that's pretty awesome. I think that was actually like one of the first ideas for the book. I knew I wanted a supernatural town. So the the night that this story all came to me, I had Simon, Miles, and Riley. And I knew that I wanted Riley to kind of like turn into things. And then from there, it all kind of just waterfalled into like, oh, but what if like it's all these creatures and it's kind of like she's a medium and she just turns into stuff. And that's kind of where it went from there. <laughs> it just sounds very fun. This I'm now I'm kind of upset that I gave Dave the homework. This sounds like very fun. <laughs> <laughs> Thank it, you. it is a very enjoyable read. Oh, I'm so yeah. glad to hear that. <laughs> yeah. Um. Go ahead. Oh, you go. I was just gonna uh, something I usually ask all of our authors, but the characters and any of the situations. How much would you say, or if any of it, is taken from your actual life? Um. So a lot of the main character, Simon. He is a little bit of me for sure. It's It was weird because, uh, I don't know, just writing a teenage boy was definitely something that I had to like go back and like tweak a lot. But his like core personality, how he was with his parents, like all of that was very similar to me and how I am with my parents. And, you know, back in high school, I got my mom super into Supernatural. So we would watch it all the time or my parents would sit there and watch ghost adventures with me because I was obsessed and they don't really care about that stuff, but watch it with me. So there are some moments in this book where Simon is having those kind of interactions with his parents. And that is kind of on the same wavelength of like what I was doing and just all his craziness of being obsessed with, you know, aliens and the supernatural is, I just, I want to believe so bad. <laughs> like the third or fourth person who, has has told us that they are like a huge supernatural fan. I wish I could yeah. get into it. <laughs> every it time. Was, I don't get how you can't. It was such a every, great show. Every time people so talk good. about it, I keep yeah. like I, I just wish I I can't get past half the first season. It's just it feels, see, actually, the first season's my favorite. It just feels like it's it's like kind of rinse, uh, lather, repeat. Is like they're gonna argue and they're gonna split up, and then Dean's gonna come back like halfway through and be like, "All right, I'll save you." I, yeah. I don't know. It was know. those those savior moments that were definitely the ones that got me because I love yeah. Dean. <laughs> well, everybody loves yeah. Dean now. Now he's been like Soldier Boy, and he's been, yeah. Uh... Oh God, love the boys. <laughs> the boys yeah. is such a great show. It yeah. is, yeah, and I, I'm so excited for that too. Yeah, yeah. should probably watch it. <laughs> oh yes, definitely. <laughs> yeah, another show you need to get into. Maybe I just I will. Go <laughs> oh, sorry. Oh, I was just say I will say though that I I am a supernatural fan, but I'm also kind of a bad supernatural fan because mm -hmm. I have not seen like the last like three seasons. I've I've seen like bits here and there, but then once they ended it, I heard the ending and I was like, you know, I think I'm good. I'm just gonna <laughs> pretend I don't know what happened to them. Well, that's that's good for me because maybe um, uh, I don't know how cutthroat the supernatural fan base is, but I'm so far away from it that people won't care if I haven't seen it. But if you haven't seen the last three seasons, I imagine y'all's group would be like, "How could you not have seen the last three seasons?" Yeah. <laughs> so don't worry, well, I'll I'll, I'll take the 
brunt of the damage. <laughs> I'm a lost yeah. cause over here. You're like, well, he's he hasn't seen it. Don't yeah. even talk about him. <laughs> well, I mean, the last couple seasons leading up to the last one were kind of iffy, mm. but yeah. I feel like in the last season they kind of righted the ship and had a fairly good ending. Okay. Yeah. Let's see about getting the Winchesters on this show. <laughs> yeah <laughs> i could sell them to their face how i've never watched an episode <laughs> talking about like tv is you there's a lot of mention of like ghost hunting shows in the book yes do you have a favorite one besides ghost adventures or is that just the one right oh there? man so ghost adventures and you know it's it's one of those yeah. shows that it's definitely a guilty pleasure because i know it's horrible yeah <laughs> <laughs> um <laughs> So I would say that's probably my favorite just because of how much they do it up. But lately, like as of the last two years, I've been super invested in the BuzzFeed Unsolved channel and now their journey and Watcher and Ghost Files and all that, which is like a YouTube thing more than TV. And so it's fun because it's just it's not like as commercialized as the, the ghost adventures would be. So I think those are probably my favorite like ghost hunting esque shows right now. Okay, I understand what you mean about guilty pleasure. Like once in a blue moon, I'll get the urge to watch one of those kind of shows though. Yeah, like late at night, just we're watching, we're walking through this old house, and oh, what's that on the spectrometer? <laughs> like, yeah, and they're like, yeah. oh my god, bro, oh my god, did you did you <laughs> yeah. see that? Did you feel that? Did you hear yeah, that? Yeah, exactly. The kind of stuff and that I'm they made like, fun of in Ugh. South Park. <laughs> exactly, it feels yeah. like a South Park episode. Watching it. <laughs> yeah, every once in a while, I'll throw it on in the background while you're doing other things. Exactly. I usually put yeah. it on like while I'm reading something else, trying to multitask my brain. Yeah. Something you really don't have to focus on too much. Exactly. So between this one and uh, Crow Lord, something, something that I like to ask as well, our authors, I don't know if, 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 you know, sometimes they do it unconsciously or consciously, but do you find yourself like coming back and revisiting like running themes in your stories? Like we I have... yeah go ahead no continue <laughs> <laughs> like uh one uh sometimes we have authors who they they revisit the themes of like addiction um some have uh have have they re- revisit uh, fear of the unknown do do you find yourself kind of revisiting like certain themes like that I would say so my my writing is very I almost want to say strange because I I don't stick to like specific genres like. Mm-hmm. where did the wind go is young adult horror but then this crow lord book is fantasy romance so they're very different in that respect where i literally am like having my brain is one and then i have to turn that part off and put on the other mm-hmm. but i always try to have something spooky happening in the background so i would almost say that like a little element of horror is my reoccurring um well that's good just yeah. just yeah <laughs> just just whatever what just whatever story just add in a little bit of fear yeah exactly like i always want just a little bit of darkness and a little bit of spooky i like that i mean good good for a uh, horror channel <laughs> exactly <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> what was the inspiration of the town of ravenswood um like so- i really like the name of the town oh but... thanks yeah yeah i actually i think i came up with the town name like as I was writing the book because I I kind of sucked at outlining this book and I definitely I wrote like maybe the first three chapters before I ever actually sat down and did the full outline and 
I know the town kind of was just inspired by, like, my family had a cabin up in North Carolina in Boone. So I was like, oh, this would be okay. A really yeah, cool I've been setting. there. Yeah, yeah. I I enjoyed it a lot. So it was very different than what I was used to. And then on top of that, all the TV shows that I mentioned earlier, like, they always have a town that isn't real and it's just kind of this weird self-contained little oddity of a place and i was like i want to make that so <laughs> i went on google maps and i just like pinned a spot i was like this is where ravenswood is and then <laughs> i i drew a little map of the town for myself and i did all that and so i had it very visually laid out in my head the whole time i was writing it which helped a ton but yeah i think it was just that that i wanted a town where things happen and it's just randomly in the middle of the woods and people don't know about it. It could be real or it could be fake. Yeah, it definitely felt like small North Carolina town because I spent a lot of time in like Newburn, Jacksonville, and then you drive like 35 minutes here in the middle of nowhere. Exactly. Yeah. And I yeah. remember like the drive to Boone was always like, oh man, there's literally nothing here. No. But then you get somewhere else and there's a college that's think, like yeah. super popular. I think that might be the theme for this season because we, I think we've we've watched a couple of like uh, horror in a small town movies this uh, <laughs> this season. Oh. Yeah. That kind of leads into, if I could talk, uh, redirect to The Ghoul Gang. Yes. I, I'm sitting here, I'm looking, <laughs> I'm looking at the merch and I got to say, uh, I think that a Ghoul Gang beanie is in my uh, near future. <laughs> that's uh, awesome <laughs> uh, um are we going is now is the ghoul are we going to expect or can we expect any further adventures from the ghoul gang definitely so i actually um already have written a prologue for my planned second book for this and the whole goal i think is to have like a series of ghoul gang books originally way back in the day i was almost wanting like like a goosebumps style storytelling where it's very like episodic, but in book form, I guess. Mm -hmm. But I think now that I've written this one and it's longer form, I ideally would like like four to five books of them. Okay. <laughs> Do you gonna... have any ideas of what types of uh, creatures you're going to have the ghoul gang explore? We got the Wendigo. Yeah. 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 So the, the main antagonist of the next book is actually in this book at some point okay okay i, I won't i won't have you spoil what the creature is for the next one so, yeah. <laughs> i mean it's not like a total spoiler it's one of those where like if you're a horror fan you'll pick up on it mm -hmm. so i don't mind spoiling <laughs> it's it's weird this guy won't uh come in your house unless you invite him in <laughs> I wonder. I wonder what kind of <laughs> <laughs> are you gonna oh. are you gonna go to your uh your boyfriend and say all right I need a title. <laughs> I might. I've been thinking about it already. I'm like, gee, like, I don't know how to like, what word to use with this one. And yeah, but this next book is going to take, I feel like it's going to need a lot of research because it's, it's more of a, I, I'm going to call it an entity. It's more okay. of an entity that I am familiar with, but also in real life, very afraid of. <laughs> so I have not looked into it that much. And I'm like, okay, let's get to it. <laughs> So that means it should uh, be pretty cool if you're writing about something you're scared of. <laughs> well, I was very afraid of the Wendigo when I started writing um, that one because all like the research is, you know, the more you think about it, the more you look into it, the more you talk about it, yeah. the more aware of you they become. And I was like, ooh, <laughs> they're going to be real aware with me with all my Google searching. 
Yeah. <laughs> They're like the government. Yeah. <laughs> this is just kind of like a question I ask everybody about their books. Yeah. If it was going to be adapted into a movie, uh, who would you want to be casted to play Simon, Miles, and Riley? Oh my then God, who so would hard. you want to direct it? <sighs> okay, I already know the answer to my directing question because I love him. Uh, Mike Flanagan. Everybody 100%. loves Mike. Yeah, that's yeah. been the yeah. comment. <laughs> Everybody yeah, yeah, we love him. And honestly, I know it got a lot of hate, but I really like the Midnight Hour. Is that what it's called? Midnight yes. Mass. Or the one he did after that, where it was like more of a young adult show. Oh, oh, I know. What you're, uh... Oh, and uh, Haunting of Hill House. Yeah. That would be that would be the last one oh. that I watched. By by the way, since we're talking, that shows. was good one. Yeah, but Haunting uh, of Hill House. I do is think it is my uh, favorite Midnight yeah. Hour. Yeah. He changed the game of when Haunting a Hill House came out. Everybody was talking about it. Oh yeah, yeah. I I have rewatched that show. I think I'm going on five times now. <laughs> and trying to pick up on stuff that you didn't catch last time, right? Yeah. Every single time. Yeah, I love yeah. that show. But um, the casting is so hard for me because I always have a very clear vision of what the characters look like in my head. So mm-hmm. limiting it to like real people <laughs> gets really difficult. Um. <laughs> Oh man, I don't know. I'd have to look into this a little more. <laughs> we'll leave the uh, casting to Mike then. Yeah. Oh yeah. Leave there. it up to the director. There we go. He, I'm yeah. sure he'll pick good people. <laughs> yeah. Give him complete uh, artistic freedom. Yeah. Yeah. Was that your? Uh, was that your like wrap up question? Yeah. Um, well, since we didn't really like go into it, um, and uh, can you talk a little bit about what the Crow Lord is about? Then. Yeah, so the Crow Lord, like I said, it's it's very different. It's um, where where did the wind go? Like I said earlier, is young adult and it's horror and it's you know just a bunch of teens in high school. It's fun. The Crow Lord is more of like an adult book. It's fantasy and romance and all that stuff. So very different turn. Um, it also is like written different. Where this one's written in first person, that one is in third. So it, it gets a little confusing, like trying to go back and forth, as I have tried and failed to do. <laughs> but it's a vampire story, kind of set in like I call it like alternate Earth. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. I was very inspired by, and this is also very embarrassing, by the <laughs> Hugh Jackman Van Helsing movie. I like. I love like that movie. I love that movie. So that's much. a fun movie. Yeah, that that would be. <laughs> I that saw would, that in the theaters. Yeah, that's a movie that I can say was probably guilty pleasure because it's pretty bad, but it's also it really is. good. <laughs> yeah, it's a lot of it fun is. to watch. Yeah, I but when I when it came out, I remember really enjoying it. But as a reviewer now, I can look back and be like, yeah, a lot of this is kind of bad, but I still <laughs> yeah, like exactly. Yeah. Um. So like, I really liked the concept in that movie of well, what if you know like van helsing and all those people didn't stop the dracula's children from hap from being born so the world and setting of this book kind of takes place like from that a little bit i i kind of pull from like the original dracula story and all this stuff without really mentioning dracula because those are just the kind of vampires i like so i wanted to give that honor so it's kind of like well in this world Dracula had a bunch of kids with his wives and the vampires took over completely. So now humans are way less than they were before. And, but it's still like this fantasy setting and yeah. <laughs> okay. I'm hooked. Uh, 
Do you, um, I, I think about this cause you were, you were recommended by uh, Hannah and Haley. Yeah. And, uh, when we interviewed, uh, Haley sometime back, she was talking about how she, she, she likes to slip in little references sometimes to like the Beatles come to mind when, uh, yes. When we, for take your turn, Teddy. Yeah. yeah. Do you, do you have any little like nods that you like to slip in into your writing? Oh man. It's hard because it's not just one nod. Like, where did the wind go? Is literally riddled in nods. Yeah. <laughs> um. It's there's so many in there, but in the even in this fantasy book, like where you know they don't know what Dracula is because they've never re read the book or stuff like that. I'm still giving nods to the these vampire movies that I love. Like Nosferatu is referenced. Even things like the strain or blade two like i'm i'm trying to like weave in all these vampire references that i love because i yeah i don't know <laughs> but yeah i mean i've noticed a lot of like the references you've put in and where did the wind go so yeah i yeah. i tried to do like a bunch bunch of different things like movies books but then also like nostalgic tv shows that i grew up with like i know one of the ones is I mentioned Jimmy Neutron a few times. Oh. <laughs> so, so like stuff like that. Yeah. yeah. What one seemed like it was like a Brooklyn Nine Nine reference. Which one? When uh like they find out that Riley's a fiber. Oh. I read it kind of like Jake for also going, cool, 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 cool. I'm pretty sure that was a reference to Brooklyn Nine Nine. <laughs> I saw that I was like, oh I love that. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I think when I, because I that was a chapter that I actually rewrote. So I think I probably had just finished binging uh, Brooklyn Nine Nine when I wrote that. Do you get more pleasure when somebody catches all the references, or when you're able to slip one by and somebody's like, "Oh, I didn't even think of that. <laughs> I didn't even put that together. That was really clever." I like both because, like, when they get the references, it feels like, "Okay, cool. I did a good job. People are gonna understand it." But when they don't, and then I tell them, and they're like, oh, it's kind of one of those movies and moments where I'm like, haha, gotcha. Yeah. Only reason I ask is because me and Dave are, uh, well, what, what are we on, like year two of us saying that we're going to write this thing? Yeah. <laughs> and and um, yeah, a collection of short stories. So. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. And I have. Yeah, Sorry. Yeah. Oh no, I was just gonna say I I'm an editor and like my full time I'm I work like at a non traditional publishing house so I read short stories and other stuff like all the time every day. I think it's, that we're trying to both put in like five uh, stories each. Um, I don't know if we've ever come up with a title, but the only reason I was bringing that up is just because I have one <laughs> out of the five stories that I have. I have one like nod that I slipped in that I'm actually really, really proud of, <laughs> but I don't know if people would catch it, catch it. I won't say what it is. Just, just uh, maybe if I get you or twins and talent to like read or edit it, I'll say, did you catch the, <laughs> did you catch it? Yeah, um, for sure. All right. Oh man. Yeah. That's, that's always really fun too. Cause it's, it's one of those where it's like, it could be niche enough where like people who are into it will get it. And that, that, honestly always feels really good too when it's like a small 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 circle of people mm -hmm. or maybe i'm maybe i'm hyping it up too much where i like did you catch that like, yeah 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 i got oh, it you thought, you, thought, you, thought, you thought oh you thought it was clever nah. <laughs> oh no 
<laughs> that that would be a punch in the gut. <laughs> like, oh, I was yeah, like, that super, always feels bad. I was super proud of myself. About it. <laughs> oh. uh, continue. <laughs> sorry. Oh, sorry for the diversion. <laughs> well, that's as, about as many questions I have for the book because I'm not, you know, done with it yet. But well, we I I believe yeah. that uh, I will uh, see about ordering a copy at least of of where did the wind go for um i like to always have a season giveaway of the books yeah. that we've had with the guests on our show so oh awesome yeah and that would be great i'll see about getting that and then a beanie for myself <laughs> join the ghoul gang <laughs> I, I i will join the ghoul game right now i'm just a member in name only i need to get the uh need to get the merch <laughs> but uh before we uh slightly move into movie talk would you like to uh, let people know where they can find you and find the books. Yeah. So um, pretty much all my books are linked on my website as well as Amazon. But um, I am jmfailde.com or just jmfailde on, what am I on? I'm on TikTok and Instagram. <laughs> I'm kind of on Twitter, but also like who are, is anybody really on Twitter right now? Uh, well, it's well. still kind of going. And then there's <laughs> okay. threads for like three weeks and then that kind of yeah. died out. I do have threads as well. Or, I don't know. Are people calling Twitter Twitter still? Or is it X now? I, really, I, was, I was just about to yeah, say. I really don't know. <laughs> did, did Musk call it X already? Or, or what are we? Yeah, it takes the X, but. What timeline are we living in right now? I know. I know my app changed. But <laughs> yeah. also, sometimes it still looks like normal Twitter. Like, it has the bird and everything. I don't know. Mm -hmm. It gets real confusing. Yeah. yeah. We're, we're in the weirdest timeline you're, right now. You're, For sure. You heard, you heard it here first on Body Pack, but that was dumb. <laughs> yeah <laughs> it was very dumb i agree but uh, it's where did the wind go and the crow lord uh, keep a yes. lookout for it and keep an eye out for it in the upcoming book giveaway yeah and i'm so excited the crow lord um i should probably mention this is actually coming out october 24th so i've been doing a whole bunch of stuff for that to like get it ready to go oh cool maybe we'll have it around halloween time we'll see about having you pop back on and you can promote it again yeah. yeah i'd love to come back <laughs> awesome well there's still like at least 30 more minutes let's see what we can do to scare you away <laughs> yeah <laughs> oh man well that's a challenge because as it's evident i apparently love horror so yeah all right so that leads us nicely into insidious 2 all right so you told us that you had just finished where you just finished binging the entire series i did i did do that and it was a lot <laughs> And did you watch the most recent one? I did, yeah. So I, I watched them all kind of like in lead up to that one. Because mm -hmm. um, yeah. I love to. It had been years since I've seen the first one. And I think I, I see the third one regularly. But for Insidious 4, which I, I think is called The Last, last key? key. Yeah. Okay, I always want to say The Lost Key. But okay, The Last Key. That one I feel like I've only seen like pieces of. But as I was watching the movie, I was like, oh, I've definitely seen this. Okay. I so. had only, me and Dave had only seen the first Insidious, and I hadn't seen it for, since it came out years ago. Okay. I don't know why I've never watched the other ones, because I, I remember genuinely enjoying the first one, so I went back, watched that one. Well, Still well, good, yeah. Insidious wasn't my franchise. My other, the other James Wan franchise, Saw, is my <laughs> franchise. Oh, nice. Okay, I... Yeah. Saul was my original James Wan franchise, and then I do feel like I like The Conjuring a lot more now. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. 
I really like the Conjuring universe. Everything they got going on. Yeah. I mean, I can admit that the uh, Saw universe can get a little tiring. (laughs) It's not that it gets tiring. I mean, it does, but... I mean, I could go, I could I could rant about and the Saw universe too. Yeah. So and, yeah. and it gets convoluted with all the stuff, flashbacks exactly. and stuff like that. It's like, all right, like you made a mistake by killing them off in the third movie. Because, yeah, and I think they they realized that once they like brought him back, probably for like six more movies after that. Yeah. <laughs> like, damn, we really should have kept him alive or something because this yeah. is making oh, it man, real. Yeah, and they're coming because out. wasn't uh what Wanda and Nell only part of like the first three, right? When it comes to writing so. them, yeah, yeah, and uh, they just recently said 10 is going to be coming out. Man, that's so um, much, and that's the thing. I remember, I think it was it was seven, I think I saw that one in theaters, and that was the last one I saw in theaters, but it was like the last chapter or the final chapter, like it had one of those kind of subtitles, mm-hmm. and I was like, oh man, this is going to be huge. And then after that, they've made so many more. I saw. Excuse yeah. me, Spiral. I haven't seen that Spiral. Was... I saw okay. Spiral. Yeah, I don't know why I haven't. I haven't brought myself to watch it yet. Um, yeah, but uh, Saw Ten is supposed to take place in between Saw One and Two. I saw oh. what the uh, I yeah. saw what the uh, premise is supposed to be. Another kind of prequel to when Jigsaw went to, I think it says like Italy or something like that, seeking a cure for when he had cancer, and then like, yeah. it turned out he was getting duped by the per- the. A surgeon who said that they could help him, but then turns out that he was just getting scammed. So guess who gets yeah. a guess who gets a trap just for them? <laughs> yeah. So I guess this one's gonna take place at least for some part of it in Italy, probably. Probably. I, I believe yeah. so. I think the okay. Va- Vatican or something. I don't know somewhere. Oh well, that's fun. <laughs> but um, I've been watching so much like exorcism Vatican stuff lately, so that. Oh, did you fun. watch the Pope's Exorcist? Uh, the- <laughs> I love that movie. <laughs> Um, it was, I haven't seen that one yet. It was Russell an unex- unexpected Russell Crowe. I don't ever care for him that much, but his mm-hmm. Italian accent was fantastic. <laughs> think about the bad thing makes me think about like the Da Vinci Code and like Angels and Demons. Uh-huh. And I just went back and rewatched those the other day. Well, there. Uh, well, but before we get into the Insidious universe, yeah. since we're talking about Italy and, and, and all yeah. this, uh, I don't know if you guys ever watched the uh, like Murder on the Orient Express or Death on the Nile. So funny, I actually have not seen the movies, but I've read all of the books and uh-huh. I have a lot of grievances with the newest one coming out. The I was just about to mention the, the something yeah. in Venice, vampire, yeah. something of Venice. Is haunting, like, in, I think it's Haunting of or Haunting in Venice. Haunting, in, haunting Venice. in Venice. Yeah, it's supposed to move more to horror. See, Which I've is always interesting. seen Murder on what do you your grievance? Express, yeah. what, what's your my, grievance? So my grievance is that I've read the book, which is um, no it's spoilers. just called no spoilers it. it's just called halloween party is okay. the the book but the book is not scary at all there's okay. no like mentions of ghosts and the halloween party is a children's halloween party so it's kind of like well where is this like seance from the trailer coming from and like all this other stuff i'm excited don't get me wrong because it does look fun it just we, is taking yeah. a different turn than i was would expecting you, yeah. would you would you be happier if it wasn't based off of that story if it was like from the universe of these books if it was like its own separate thing i think that would make more sense yeah because i feel like i'm gonna know who the killer is now based on the fact that i read the book mm-hmm. and i don't know yeah. but we'll see i guess yeah, yeah. sometimes <laughs> i feel like it's better when movies don't follow the book beat for beat they just kind of 
do their own yeah. thing, change, tweak it just a little bit so we get a different experience than from reading. Right. Dave, is it that time already? Trains? Yeah, is, yeah. is it really train time already? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right on schedule. <laughs> right. <laughs> Living a couple blocks from train tracks. Somehow it still makes it to my house, the noise. It's oh, some, yeah. Somehow yeah. it always manages to pass by right when we're recording. Yeah. Well, you know, it's authentic. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> Just so you know, this is real. This is, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I've done AI. I live by a train track. Which is <laughs> regular people doing a regular podcast. You can hear the train in the background. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. But, uh, insidious though let's go let's move to the franchise that we were talking about now (laughs) insidious so um yeah so i hadn't seen it i had to the only thing i remembered about the first insidious i had to re-review uh review it was the lipstick face demon yes yeah red face yeah i always Uh, call him darth maul because yeah he does look like darth maul (laughs) yeah exactly like darth maul yeah apparently he has a couple names like uh Skrillax or Skrillex or something like that and or yeah, I have heard of that. Um yeah. lip, lipstick face demon. I just call him red face demon. Yeah. Yeah. I think I, I have oh, heard all face. of those. Yeah. Is uh chapter two your favorite of the series? I think it is. It's hard because when I rewatched one while rewatching all of them, I realized how well it holds up still. Mm-hmm. Um, so there are still a lot of things in one that I was like, man, this is really cool. And it it's it feels like such a slow burn movie, whereas two kind of like starts and things are happening like immediately. But I would still say two scares me more. And for like a, a, a franchise like this, I almost base my favorite on which one is has the biggest effect on me. So like I do that with the Conjuring series. The second one is the one that freaks me out the most. So that's my favorite Conjuring movie. <laughs> And uh, before we delve too deep into the specifics, Dave, uh, you got a one sentence sum up. We usually like to just give a quick, if you don't want to have the movie spoiled, but you kind of want to know what it's about. We usually do yeah. a one yeah. sentence sum up of what this movie's about. Uh, it's uh, haunting. It's, uh, what would you say is a good yeah. just one sentence sum up there, Dave? Uh, so it takes place like right after the first one. And you realize the uh, haunting's still happening. Because now Josh is possessed. The haunting continues. That is the one yeah. sentence. Zone there you go. Zone. Yeah. <laughs> haunting from the first one continues. Just a different entity is now haunting him. I have to say, I agree with Rose Byrne's character. I would have moved yesterday. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, oh, yeah, yeah. All right. Oh, well, here, here's a question for you. Um, let, let, let's say it was your boyfriend. Mm-hmm. At what point does your relationship like go out the window and you're like, all right, well, you know, I I love you, but I'm out. (laughs) So that was actually really, it's, it's funny because while watching, rewatching the movie, I was talking to my friend and we were just like, man, if she doesn't divorce him after this, she's nuts. And um, yeah, so I I think uh, pretty early on, I would say, I was like, because I was I, I write notes on oh, as I watch, and my first, one of my first ones was, at what point do your marital obligations stop and you just leave, and you're just like, you well, know, it's also so hard because in the entirety of the first movie, he's just like, no, there's no ghosts, you're just <laughs> crazy, blah blah blah, and then obviously there's ghosts. At least you're so, a fraud. You get out of here. Yeah. Yeah. So then, like, when he starts in the second one saying no, that's when I'd be like, well, like, obviously it just happened. So, <laughs> yeah. yeah. 
the dude doesn't even remember the song I wrote for him. Like, right? <laughs> exactly. That's pretty messed up. I I definitely yeah. leave at that. <laughs> so, yeah. So it, it definitely, uh, as you said, the first one being a slow burn. This one uh, is more picks of a, up where it left off, basically. Yeah, starting off with uh, seeing Josh as a little kid, which um, <laughs> you find out later. Yeah. Apparently, time travel exists. Yes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah and the further time is malleable, basically, yeah. is what they explain. I don't yeah. know how I feel about that. Yeah, and that's kind of where, like, in this rewatch, I'm like, mm, you know, maybe they had a really good thing with the first one, and they yeah. didn't need to expand on it, because now it's just complicated. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, Usually, time travel yeah. does tend to do that with with shows and movies. Yeah. Um, yeah. Once you start experimenting with time travel, you're going like, all right, you're about to do some ridiculous stuff now. <laughs> like, and they oh, yeah. and they did. And they did do those ridiculous things. <laughs> but I will say, uh, uh, you know, there are some things I like, some things I didn't like about this. But one thing that is universal in this uh, franchise is I do like Patrick Wilson. I, yeah. I do. yeah, he's he's awesome. I think James Wan agrees with you guys because he yeah. he puts him in yeah. everything. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's he's still doing it now. And, yeah. yeah. I don't, I don't know if this is going to be a controversial take, but I think he has better chemistry with Rose Byrne than he does with, was it, Era Farminga? In the oh, yeah. Ring? Oh, yeah. yeah. That, you know, that's what I was thinking, because when I was watching uh, with Rose Byrne, I was like, okay, that's how unfamiliar I am with his universe. I was like, I thought he was married to Vera Farmiga. Yeah. <laughs> yeah and completely that's, that's, different universe. Completely that's different why universe. it gets confused so easily, too, because he's like, you know, the main guy like and kind of like a father figure because less so in the conjuring universe but i know he is a dad in that he's he's like yeah uh, i think he, in the yeah that he has a child in the he conjuring. is to james wan what leo dicaprio is to martin scorsese yeah, yeah. Just put him in everything just put him in every, hey hey if, if it works yeah know. yeah yeah so i mean i i think he does a really good job and i remember like seeing him in the first movie and then going to see the fifth movie i was like dang mm. this is different yeah there's yeah. like a big time you could see it tell the time difference so yeah as the movie like is going along i'm, I'm sitting here <laughs> just writing notes about all these yeah. scares that are happening I'd, I'd like the idea of ghosts not having anything better to do than just singing nursery rhymes and moving chairs yeah. around <laughs> just, <laughs> I, it's always nursery rhymes it's always nursery yeah. rhymes. In this case, row, row, row your boat. Yeah, like can can they learn anything else? Like you know, I mean, I like, guess learn some house... learn some different songs. Ghosts, like we're in you know 2023. Let's learn some music from like the 70s or 80s. I, I was gonna say, I want to hear a ghost singing to the window to the wall. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, exactly. And I, yeah, I don't know. I guess, and like honestly, row, row, row your boat isn't even. It's not a scary one. <laughs> So no, any any song can be scary if it's sung by a little kid in a very slow. That's true. Yeah, including to the window, to the wall. You need a high pitch <laughs> to the window. Exactly. <laughs> oh yeah. You know, dimly lit room, and you're the only one in the house. You know. <laughs> yeah, that would freak me out if I saw it. Like, yep, I'm out of here. Mm-hmm. What did you guys think of this? antagonistic uh entity as opposed to the one in the first insidious it's it's hard because i do love uh the darth maul guy but i didn't feel like he did much in the first movie Mm -hmm. so i really like the the bride in black and then the bride in black's mother figure 
like she's not so scary the mom mm-hmm. but for some reason some of the scenes that creep me out the most are with her so is it- i like it visually a lot yeah i think the bride black is way creepier than the red face demon it just kind of like the uncanny valley like yeah it's, it's kind of like okay um, but it there's something offsetting about it right and it's kind of yeah. like like i feel the same way about the nun so yeah it like i you know i freaking go to sleep to horror movies and i feel like i'm pretty like uh what's the word numb that? to it uh, yeah I, i'm very numb to horror content because i am consuming it nonstop. but for some reason the nun always freaks me out visually and the bride in black always does similar so i think is, that's really what made this movie stand out to me more than the others is it wrong that the the mother the um mother or mother death i think is was uh well mother yeah. death turned out to be parker but um his mother is it is it weird that she was making me feel some kind of way i kind of i was kind of <laughs> digging her i, I was kind of well, having the hoss for her in all honesty she kind of resembles the the hot resident evil 7 lady yes or uh, I don't even know game, like the yeah. Lady, Dima, Lady Dimitrescu. Yeah, yes. like they kind of got the same vibe going on, so I don't think it's that weird. Okay, good. I just wanted <laughs> yeah. to make sure, you know, like <laughs> when she when when that we saw saw the flashback of her like as not a really like demon. Like I was like I was like you know she kind of bad. Like she she. Yeah. All right, all right, good. Just making sure I wasn't the weird one. All right. <laughs> I, I just I just had to kind of yes. throw that out there. Yeah. It would be put me in that universe. It would have been a very different movie. Yeah. <laughs> oh man, that's awesome! That would have been a very, very short movie. Very short. <laughs> but yeah, she's she's. I, I the scene that always sticks out to me actually is with her. It's when she slaps Rose Byrne's character. Oh yes, and like screams that. I think it's just the the jarringness of it. I'll, it yeah. always gets to me. I'm always like, am I going to turn around and get slapped in the face right now? Yeah, just a ghost yelling, how dare you, and slapping you out of nowhere. <laughs> yeah. That's the worst kind of ghost, the ghost that just ambush slaps you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> now, well, the ghosts and the... Um, I, I will also say um, one thing I did like about it. Um, I, I'm getting all the stuff I like out first. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> This had a budget of, I believe, five million dollars, which, um, not by now stand. I don't know how it would have been by their then standards, but not too too much money, right? Yeah. And well, I know small budget. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I knew. I know these movies in general typically have super low budget and then which super I respect. high re- uh, returns. Yeah. Return. Yeah. So I respect it. Yeah. yeah. And what I do like, even though it's very simplistic, I do like the look of the further. I and, love it. Yeah. Yes. I mean, all it is is the house with the lights turned off, pretty much. But yeah, and then they shut all the doors. Yeah. And like a fog machine, and that's it. Yeah. <laughs> and a fog machine, like literally, I've done that for Halloween at my house sometimes. And yeah. but I don't know. It's just something. It's just a neat feel, just because you you can only see really like maybe three feet in front of you. So you're always at risk of running into some kind of creature. Yeah. In in this, in this rewatch, I realized actually how similar the further is to the upside down from stranger things. Yeah, it is. Yes. Yeah. It has the same like fog and the black surrounding and like kind of things coming out of nowhere. Yeah. We could say the further probably inspired the upside down from stranger things. 
I would think so. Yeah. It's, it's a simple concept, but I thought done pretty well with this. Just it's our world, but not. Yeah. yeah. Just something off about it. Yeah. And just a cool one, way to work with a, 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 a low budget too. Yeah. For sure. And I think that's one of the things that pulled me to this movie when I was younger and like when they first came out. Um, sleep stuff is my biggest fear. I'm terrified of having sleep paralysis. Mm. And so when this kind of went on that of like the the night terrors and the lucid dreaming and all that i think that is just so cool and such a scary concept that i don't know i think these first two movies really did well with it yeah i like i don't know well i do know why i like i like the idea of astral projection Um, it'd be so cool to be able to do i think the reason why i like it is just because this this is this is gonna be kind of way out of left field were you guys familiar with the old animated Jackie Chan adventure? Oh, show? I loved that show. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> the, ta- the talisman that yes. was that was um, the talisman that was associated with mine, which I think was the Chinese birth zodiac, which was the sheep. I believe that power is astral projection. Oh, so, cool! So, so you've always felt a kindred spirit with it. So yeah. I, whenever I hear about <laughs> astral projection. That uh, for some reason just kind of piques my interest a little bit. Yeah, <laughs> I know that's, that's awesome. a. I know that's a very. I know I. I wasn't expecting to connect the Jackie Chan adventure animated show to the Insidious franchise, but there you go. Here we are. Yeah, yeah. Right here we are. <laughs> yeah, again, that was just me throwing in a bit of useless trivia for you. Hey, I think it's great. I think uh, Jackie Chan adventure was my favorite growing up. So uh, it takes back perfect. to Saturday mornings. Oh yeah. yeah. A very nostalgic episode of Body Bag. Yeah, we've yeah. talked about Jimmy Neutron. But I really like how James Wan shot this movie. There are so many great scenes of just how it's shot. Yes. Like, in the very beginning, in the, like, the interrogation, mm-hmm. how we just come up to it like we're coming from the further mm-hmm. to oh, see yes, this I interrogation. Love I love that shot I didn't so even much. put that together. I didn't even, like, yeah. make that thing that it was kind of like you were seeing it from the other, or the further, yeah. rather. Yeah, that's 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 a good point out. I didn't even kind of put that together. That yeah. is great. Yeah. I that whole scene I think was really cool and just like the noise too. Yeah. They like the sound mixing in this movie was really fun with just like all like you kind of could tell with the possession as it was happening. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I I will say that um though this isn't necessarily my genre, his strong suit is definitely his cinematography. So he yeah. he does shoot a very good movie. Yeah a lot of good foreshadowing going on and mm-hmm. yeah i've really become a big james wan fan lately i might have to see like I, I don't know which one comes after this one but they did leave it open enough that i was like all right well all right well what, what's uh what's what, what what's what's happened what happens next <laughs> yeah i'll have to watch chapter three and then the last key before i try to see What's this? What's the newest one? Is it the Red Door? The Red, red door. door. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Foreshad- so, foreshadowing in this one. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so three is a full prequel, like it's all the way at the beginning, mm-hmm. and then yeah. four is also a prequel, maybe. Does the Conjuring I, like intertwine with this at all, or is that just its own separate thing? Totally, its own separate thing. Yeah. Okay. Uh, just the, Conjuring is in the Annabelle universe. Is that right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Conjuring is Annabelle the and nun, and the nun, right. and uh, okay. was it La La, 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 La Rona? Rona. Yeah. yeah, that's all. No, that's all James Wan too, as well, right? Correct. Yeah, and okay. then there's his newest 
masterpiece, if I may say, uh, uh, Malignant, which is uh, its own yeah. completely different thing. Yeah. Everybody, I remember everybody uh, talking about Malignant when it came out. Yeah. I think it was a, the biggest, like, gotcha in horror for, like, a long time. <laughs> um. Anyway, um, <laughs> now... It, unless y'all want to keep praising that, I was going to go into some stuff that I didn't much care for. Yeah, let's well, do, do that. Yeah, <laughs> um, I gotta say the 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 two dudes um, that they got to help are like the most useless backup I've, yeah. I've ever seen. And yeah. we're gonna hang out in the van, send the old man and uh, with a <laughs> with, with a wire. We're gonna let yeah. Patrick Wilson's creepy ass like be creepy for a while and not bust in until the dude basically has a knife at the guy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Which I, fun fact about that guy? Because I only realized this in this recent rewatch, the shorter of the two guys is Adam from the first Saw movie, who yeah. also is the co-writer for like insidious like two three and four and so yeah, yeah. uh lee oh, wait, that, that was that wait that was yeah. adam i didn't notice that was adam yeah was it because he, has... he works with james wan a lot like it, well really i know that close. but wait, yeah. is it because he had like facial hair or something or was i just not paying attention i mean he does i thought he looked different than adam yeah. too like i don't know if it was the outfit maybe or like the glasses they just made him back. look so nerdy compared to the normal dude that adam looked like and saw I'm gonna yeah. have to go back on why I didn't even see. I was, I was watching. I didn't even notice that he was the same dude. See, Lee Woodnell has a lot of talent, but I never really like his acting. I've heard that. Like, from I feel other like people. this is probably like one of his best performances in Insidious too. But I've heard the same from uh, yeah from other people. Directing mm-hmm. and writing, amazing acting, eh, average. Yeah, but yeah, but as backup, useless. Um, oh yeah, <laughs> awful. Yeah. Uh, now I had a qu- I had a question and I wasn't sure of what what did they give a reason why Josh is possessed by Parker, right? And for some reason he does he just doesn't kill the family. He's killed tons of people up to this point. Was there a reason why he just didn't kill the family? Like he he was supposed to take possession of the son, right? That's what he was trying to do. I well, think he was no, trying he's to been trying possess- to take full possession of uh josh since he was a kid yeah and i think, and I think he just wants a normal life yeah well i, I think he, he had a crush a, on rose Byrne too well he was having a conversation with his mother and she said your body's gonna wither away unless you kill uh kill them is what he was yeah. saying while he was in the mirror so i was like all right well if that's what he has to do why doesn't he do that i mean he's killed tons of people up to this point yeah, I think the only reason he killed Elise is because she's the one who stopped him from possessing Josh as a kid. Mm-hmm. And she also realized that he was possessing Josh, so he had to get rid of her. So was it was the only reason why he wasn't killing everybody else is because he was trying to like just take over his life and be a family man? Yeah, he just wanted yeah. to live a life that he got stolen from him, so... Okay. I think he had the hots for Rose Byrne, and that was yeah. pretty much it. Yeah, because he was like, sniffing his. Yeah, well, yeah, Rose Byrne is. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I mean, you have Rose Byrne and the Ghost Lady. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, no, uh, Rose Byrne's the. She was in the. Uh, Twenty eight weeks later, we reviewed. Yeah. Um, we just watched, reviewed. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's awesome! I I love that movie. I do not remember that she was in that. <laughs> Uh, last last season was the uh, season of Luke Wilson. This is the season of Rose Byrne. <laughs> yeah. 
Uh, well, oh yeah. So that all right. So that was a question that I had in my head. It was because I it made it sound like in order for him to keep possession of Josh's body, he had to, for some reason, kill kill him and the family. Um, yeah. So yeah, was, that's like one of those things. I think they keep like open to comprehension because when Parker was alive, he was killing women for his mother. Mm-hmm. So it could be his mother just telling him that. Uh huh. As just a way to kind of trick him into killing more people for her again. Yeah, I mean that, was, that's that's a good point because she was very like manipulative the whole time. Yeah. So I mean, it definitely seemed like he got a lot of inspiration from Psycho because of the whole mother thing and dressing up like a yeah. woman. Yeah. But I wouldn't have minded seeing like a slasher with him as that villain, like like uh, yeah. that backstory. Oh, that would have been a really cool segment if they did like like a like a flashback of him actually killing because i think they, they gave they away the reveal something yeah. yeah but they did it they did it in a funky way where yeah i don't know that that would have been a much cooler movie i think yeah i thought that yeah. i think that that would like if you like got periodic flashbacks of the bride and black killer and then at the end you reveal it was him dressed up like his mother or yeah. dressed up in a bride thing because he his mom always wanted a a, a girl um, I, I think that would have been a little bit, but you know, I mean, you can't really base a movie on what you would do. You have to base it on what you have been given. Yeah, um, yeah. So. But I have to ask you guys: when uh, Jess possessed and Patrick Wilson's acting possessed, did you guys also get like Jack Torrance vibes? Yeah, especially when yeah. he had a bat and he was like about to, he was yeah. trying to bust down the door. I was like, <laughs> or like, that... yeah, and like breaking a hole in the wall. I was like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah definitely. I was like, I definitely see. I was like. That's why I was like, all right, I see bits of The Shining. I see bits of Psycho. Definitely. Bits of the Poltergeist, yeah. Yeah, Poltergeist, because I don't yeah. know, even the house looked so similar. Yeah. Um, I will say, because near the end, he's Parker has possessed Patrick Wilson's character, Josh, for a couple of days at this point, and yeah. his, his teeth are falling out, even though he yeah. has a perfect set of yeah. teeth. <laughs> um, and you can tell that dude looks not in good shape that body is wearing yeah. down yet can still take on two able-bodied men an older man and two ladies yeah uh, like I, I i don't know that i that felt <laughs> weird to me because i was like I, I thought you were supposed to be dying like yeah what? i feel well, like it did the classic like horror movie thing where they just are like well he has supernatural strength because he's he's a ghost he's yeah. supernatural <laughs> strength but he's dying <laughs> yeah yeah his body is falling apart but he's as strong as the hulk yeah, exactly. It, it makes no sense. <laughs> yeah, what the hell is Josh thinking when he gets back to his body? Realize he has like four missing teeth. He's like, "The fuck happened here?" Yeah, and and you know the way that Rose Byrne looked at him when he's like, "It's me." Like when you said if she doesn't divorce, like they are on the road for a divorce, right? I mean that 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 marriage is on the rocks right now. Even if oh, yeah. even he was completely like better, you can't forget that. You just see a killer every time you look at your husband and be, yeah. you have to be like, Hey, look, I know it's not your fault. <laughs> I, I, I understand, but this, 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 can't anytime you touch me, I just yeah. picture the time you were choking me. I exactly. just, even though it wasn't you. Yeah. Yeah. I just keep and picturing. I, I, I can't say there is an answer to this question. Yeah. Oh, you can say I can't. Well, I can't say if you guys well, want I'm gonna, that spoiler. <laughs> well, well, I'm going to watch it. So I'll see. I'll, don't, don't spoil it. I'm sure I'll yeah. find out within the next day yes. or two. Yeah, um, but 
Yeah, and like, every time you touch me, I just remember that you were possessed by a serial killer who sniffed my hair every time I passed out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, and I was, yeah, say I was a little, a little angry at old Elise. Oh yeah. She just she she, she died and then she just peaced out <laughs> for a while. I was like, I <laughs> I left and then I was like, when when her friend, uh, what what's her psychic friend's name? Carl. Carl. When Carl entered into the further. And Patrick Wilson was like, "You're dead," um, yeah. and he's like, "We have to find Elise." And I'm sitting here thinking, "Oh man, Elise must be like trapped somewhere or locked in a trunk or something." I'm like, no, she here she is. <laughs> like, yeah, she's, she's there. She's there. Gone. Yeah, she she came by and like rescued the dude. He's like, "Hey, I'm here." I'm like, "So you just got you killed? You you knew that these entities were around? You just pieced out?" <laughs> <laughs> I do feel like Elise is actually the main antagonist of the of the <laughs> Insidious franchise. <laughs> just FYI, oh. you're gonna continue. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Like she's just there are things like that, like or, or like just some of the powers that she's used that I'm like, well, you could have done that a long time ago. Yeah, she's got powers. She's got powers, and she's and she's and she is content to be a bystander. Yep. Oh, that was another thing that bothered me is when they showed the scene of the younger Elise, uh-huh. but they had the older Elise's voice over oh, the yeah. actress. I'm like, why are you doing that? Yeah, that's it just weird. feels so jarring. Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay, I, I knew that there was something weird because when I was watching it, I was like, all right, why does her voice sound a little like not her own? <laughs> and yeah. That's kind of like in, uh, I don't know if you saw the second Avatar movie. No, uh, we're, not we're not gonna. We're, we're not yeah. gonna go down. <laughs> yeah, we're not gonna go down that road. It was weird here. I'll say it was weird in that movie too. I haven't seen yeah. any of the Avatar movies. All right. Well, you ain't really. It, you've seen Pocahontas. You've seen it. <laughs> <laughs> you've seen Dances with Wolves. You've seen it. Um, I've seen Avatar: The Last Airbender. Not that I've seen and would yeah. rewatch. Uh, oh, they're making the, the Netflix. People. Yeah. Yes, they are. Which, uh, they, uh, you know. It's their franchise to lo- a very nostalgic body bag podcast. Um, yeah, <laughs> it's, it's their it's their franchise to ruin. I mean, and Shyamalan did it already, so it's theirs. To- I'm so glad I never watched that movie that M Night Shyamalan did. Well, oh, you know, you're lucky. <laughs> well, you know, it still hasn't been determined who's going to have creative freedom next season. Okay, oh, <laughs> you might, you might, yeah. I might. That might be what I subject you to. That's awesome. <laughs> the, the truest form of torture. The true, yeah. the real horror movie. Yeah. Yeah. M. Night Shyamalan really is a master of horror. Yes. Yeah. And key example Avatar, The Last Airbender. Avatar. Haha. <laughs> they thought that they were going to have a sequel. Um, <laughs> um, so, all right. So, yeah. Um, just looking at my notes here. Yeah. Oh, time. Oh, yeah. The time travel aspect. Yeah. I, I didn't like it. <laughs> I didn't like no. that time yeah. travel in this. I was yeah, like, how does he end up in the picture of his old self? Like he went back to time. Yeah. They're the further. They're not in real life. And the and the door when, opens in the real world when he was a child. It 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 bugged me, and then it really bugged me when Elise basically looked at the camera and went and I. So that's what that was about. I was like, yeah, I know that's what it was about. I know that you said yeah. that to me. I know that you were saying that to the audience. Yeah, we know that's why. It was, we, yeah. why it was, I hate it when movies try to ho- like hold your hand and be like, "You see, that's what, like that's- now you understand." Yeah, now you get yeah. it. <laughs> I was like, Thank so. You, Elise. <laughs> can you guys remind me what happened? Like, what does Elise do 
in terms of um like her like the flashback or the past stuff like what past does she go into if that makes sense uh, it's uh when Jess was a child and he was an astro projector okay she and went he, back yeah. and realized that there's a demon trying to possess him so she suppresses his power they never really explain how yeah they, they just explain memory. how they forget yeah how he forgets everything but yeah so they didn't they didn't go like into the first movie at all i don't or did uh, they? i don't think so it was the the intro in this one was them talking the about past, josh right. J- yeah. yeah josh so i think it was just that bit that they, okay. i don't think they go into yeah. insidious one okay i'm just trying to remember since i saw all of them like in the span of like three days <laughs> <laughs> but so, yeah i didn't you know I i thought the beginning was cool i do like that yeah. he was like uh, that they showed oh this is what josh was like when he was a little kid it kind of shows you know his past a little bit but when they took a picture and then they showed the pictures like is that your is that your um is that your husband or is that your son and it was like him as a grown adult i'm like all right well we know we're gonna see him later in, in the in the, yeah in, in the yeah. movie i was like but in my mind i was like how are we going to introduce time travel how are we gonna do you just well, time is non-linear here. Like, really? You can just go anywhere you want. If you could go anywhere yeah. you want, I would imagine you would. You could probably help your family out by going to the past and like beating up a ghost entity while they were in the room with some other. I wouldn't have gone to the past to see what my younger self would have had to say. If I could have gone to the, and apparently you can just go at will, like yeah. to yeah. whatever time you want. Just I'd have gone back to a time where I don't know, red faced demon first possessed me and beat him like i would have tag teamed him with my younger self and beat him up and then, yeah like, yeah I, I definitely feel like uh, kind of what you said earlier though like whenever you introduce time stuff it gets a lot of confusing but also like makes you ask a lot more questions yeah and i think that this movie is a really good example of that yes yeah <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I think it's yeah. cool, like the way they did it of like him being a little kid and like pointing, and you're like, oh, what is he? Who is he talking to? Who is he talking but, to? But, but the picture yeah. thing, I think that really took me out of it. I wish they yeah. didn't do that. Yeah. Or I think a lot of this stuff is too spelled out. Yeah. Yeah. Um, much like with again, at least looking at the, at the camera and the audience going, see, see that happen, and the. Uh, the reveal of who the uh, woman in black was again. I think that they is like, it's like they were in the writing room and then they were like, Oh, like this is how the thing, Oh, well quick, put it in there right now. Like don't, yeah. instead of putting it at the end where it would have been a cool reveal or not even have him in the picture. I uh, don't have him yeah. in the picture and then just have that scene play out and get rid of Elise saying that the audience would put together, oh, that's who he was talking to. Right. Yes, exactly, yeah. I don't I don't like it when uh, storytellers feel like they have to hold your hand, basically. Yeah. Yeah, because it's so obvious that, like, people would recall the beginning and be like, oh, themselves. Yeah. They don't need the the pandering, hand-holding. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, I like it when, when uh, movies can treat their audience like adults and, like, or if maybe they don't, and just run the risk of them not getting it, and they'll have to rewatch it. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, act like we have some intelligence to yeah. us. I mean, exactly. I, I guess that would be the thing that I would say is the biggest problem in this movie is they put too much in it. 
I was just thinking that like I was like wow this movie had a lot of ideas like you have the you know you have two antagonists technically because you have um the the bride in black and Mm. the mother and then you have kind of Josh who is being possessed this whole time so you're getting the flashbacks of when it's a he's a ghost but then also now Mm -hmm. but then also time travel yeah (laughs) no (laughs) Oh, oh, that that's for something else. Uh, real quick, when uh, no, I'll I'll bring that up in in our last segment. But yeah, I think that sh- uh, showing and not telling that's that's yes. one of the biggest problems yeah. that uh, movies suffer from is is they don't show but tell. Yeah, um, which is a very big uh, a book thing too. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. <laughs> You don't want to spell it out for them, but you want there to be just enough for them to be able to get it themselves. Right. Yeah. So that that is my kind of like final thought. And if I were to like say what the my biggest overall issue with the movie is, uh, but I feel like I'm talking way too much. So Dave, why don't you take over a little bit? Yeah, I mean, like, <laughs> like you kind of have to like almost dumb yourself down for the movie. It does feel that way with... Yeah. I would say for all the Insidious movies other than one, Mm-hmm. It kind of feels that way that it, it, they tell not versus show instead of show yeah. versus tell. Mm-hmm. And you kind of have to dumb yourself down and just be like, oh, okay, yeah, 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 I get it. Yeah. Thank you for telling me. It's a good thing because it seemed like uh, James Wan kind of learned his lesson going into the Conjuring movies. Yeah. Um, I will say that's a good thing. And that's another reason why I like uh, when we have our guests on, on and they... It's also kind of like with uh, when we had Christopher Robertson on. We they have movies that uh, they like, but we can just still tear them apart. It's, oh yes, it's, <laughs> it's, it's like we're 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 not such diehard fans that we're that they're above criticism. <laughs> no, yeah. and there are very few things that I think I would be that way with. And Haunting of Hill House, bringing it back to that, is one of them. So yeah. that one I, I would probably fight a little bit more on. Yeah, <laughs> that's the fun thing about horror is yeah. that. Horror, it's, it's kind of like horror and comedy go hand in hand a lot. That yes. we can, yeah. we, that we can just poke fun at horror and the stuff like goofy tropes and ah, what's wrong with that, but still at the very end, just still have a fun time. Yeah, yeah. And I think that's like the balance of horror too. Like, I mean, there's entire genres and like eras of movies that are all like co- horror comedy. Like, I would say the entirety of like the late '90s and early 2000s is that. Mm-hmm. So yeah, because every horror movie kind of has some laughs to it, right? Yeah, even now, like horror movies still have like comedic beats as it's going. Yeah, um, it's yeah. It, I I forget where I heard it or what the correlation was, but like there was actual similarities of humor and like like it, it taps into like a similar part of the brain humor and 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 horror and also yeah. how like. A lot of times, people will use humor to kind of co-op, yeah, yeah, to deflect the the scary. Yes, yeah. and I definitely did that when I watched both Insidious and Conjuring the first the first times in theaters. I was making fun of them the entire time. <laughs> <laughs> like I do that alone when I'm here in my place. And it's like night, completely dark. I'm by myself and everything. I hear a creak. I'll make jokes myself just to be like, ha ha ha. <laughs> like, <Yeah. laughs> Good one. This is where I die. Ha <laughs> ha. <Yeah. laughs> um, but um, uh, do you, do you want to go ahead and go into uh, ratings and uh, scenes of the movie there, Dave? Yeah, we could do that. Yeah. 
Um, unless, uh, unless there's uh, any final things y'all want to like touch on before we get into ratings and uh, end talk. Um, no, I think we we pretty much said it all. Yeah. That like the movie is fun, and I do think it's probably I would still say it's probably my scariest in the franchise. Mm-hmm. I think uh, you know uh, Darth Maul just again he doesn't really scare me. He's fun, but not scary. And I think these uh, villains are a lot spookier than the others. Yeah. But at the same time, this movie also introduced a lot of new ideas that maybe were were a little too ambitious and like too much for this movie. Maybe needed another draft. Yeah. Yeah. I think I think it needed some editing, if you will. Uh, there's a two-parter way that we usually end out the reviews, and that's uh, we pick our favorite scene out of the movie first. Okay. Yeah. Um, usually kill the movie, but this movie doesn't really have any. Yeah, so if yeah, there's low right. kills, then we say, oh, which, all right, well, actually, I do have one more thing to say. <laughs> like, the two, the, Par- Parker let the dudes live. He knocked him out. Yes, yes, he did. Which was <laughs> weird. <laughs> Yeah, and then aren't you supposed to be a ruthless killer? You, that you, they have no skin in the game. Like they're yeah. not gonna interfere with your family. Kill them. Yeah, oh. for for like a crazed murderer who has like a super high body count, he wasn't doing a lot of murdering. And not well, I only guess did he, murders women. And not That's, only did that he, is true. Not yeah. only did he uh, not kill them, but he left them exactly where they were. <laughs> they did, yeah, didn't yeah. tie them up or anything. Just, and I guess I guess. <laughs> very convenient that the amount of tranquilizer that the guy in- got injected with was exactly the amount of time that the guy got knocked out. Uh, um, I guess he got his head banged on the floor, knocked out, and concussed. Yeah, how does it knock you out for that long, though? Apparently, it was like the middle of the day, yeah. and then he wakes up during night, like getting your head knocked on the floor, knocked you out for hours, hours. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Need a hospital, I- man. That's. That's trauma. And then the dude jumped up and started was running to go. Like, dude, you need to, like you said, you need to go to the hospital, dude. You can't, yeah. you shouldn't be running around. I'm surprised you're alive. They tell you not to go to sleep if you have a concussion. Yeah. All right. That was my. Drink a cup of water. Yeah. Drink a cup of water. (laughs) (laughs) All right. That that was the last thing I needed to say. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Uh, But uh, scenes of the movie. Okay, I I already have mine, so I got mine too. Uh, I Dave, got mine, yeah. All right. Uh, why, well, why don't you go ahead and go first, JM? Um, so I think I mentioned it already, but it's it's that slap scene that <laughs> gets me yeah. so good every single time, and just like the rage on her face. Yes, she's hot, but but man, she she really emotes, and the slap I feel it through the screen every single yeah. time. With that with that supernatural yeah. Hulk strength, which knocks oh, yeah. you out with not with like, the slap knocks, knocks you out. Knocks you across the room and yeah. knocks you out for the next three days or whatever. Which also, even if so so I'm guessing because because he was possessed, that's why his fingerprints weren't on the neck the of neck, the Yeah. Which is kind of dumb. But yeah. um but like that insinuates that your entire body would change. Yeah. Which I think was happening when he was like losing his teeth. One of my theories is either he was decomposing because he was dying, but the other theory is that he was changing into Parker. uh, Yeah. Yeah. Parker. I think that would have been interesting because Parker was uh, bald, right? Yes, he was. I think it would have been hair. Yeah. I was about to say, if he started losing clumps of hair, that would would have probably, I I, I would have liked that. Um, I, I like that theory. Yeah. 
Um, if, if he wasn't going to get arrested for that, he would have definitely gotten arrested for domestic abuse. Like that woman, oh, yeah. that woman would have like Rose, people would have seen Rose burn with bruises and like, she's, she's already terrified. I mean, she's everywhere she yeah. goes. You could tell this is a woman on the verge of a nervous breakdown. Yeah. Like, for sure. Uh, yeah though i will say the whole like the the investigation part of this movie also (laughs) felt very bad yeah a woman died like two scenes and then a woman dropped it a woman died by strangulation on your premises Ah. in your house when your husband was the only one in the room with her yeah Uh, Yeah. it's fine (laughs) fingerprints didn't match but uh no need to follow up uh case closed as far as i'm concerned (laughs) yeah hard Uh, police work right there all right uh, uh dave you got a favorite scene all right, so this is this scene made me actually laugh out loud. It's when he threw the teapot at Roseburn. <laughs> <laughs> that was just random and hilarious to me. That is awesome. She was running away, and he just whipped it at her. Boom! No, you just gotta Strap. grab whatever you can. Like, yeah, it's like when you find out when uh, in Terrifier and Art uses a gun. It's like you just yeah. Like, oh, mm-hmm. just, uh, what? Use that? And then just... just came out of nowhere. I was like, oh, that. I thought that was just really funny. I love. Yeah. Yeah. Mine's also the funny scene. It's when he they're talking to a little ghost girl, and she said, "You'll kill if my mom says I'll, ki- I'll kill you if you don't leave." And they're like, "Okay," and then they just leave. Yeah. No questions. No, where are you? Okay, little girl, just all right. Peace. Yeah, like all right. Yeah, <laughs> I, that was the funniest scene to me. Just I'll have mommy will make me kill you if you if she finds you. They just look at each other and go, "All right." Well, we better leave. All right, let's go. Yeah. Hey, you know what? Say less. I'm yeah, out yeah. I'm out of here. Yeah. So three potentially comedic again horror. Well, you have the slap scene and then two funny scenes. So yeah, horror and comedy really do go hand in hand. Yeah. Um. So ratings, Dave. You want to go ahead and explain the rating system we got here? All right. So our rating scale, it's out of thirty, but it's broke down to three parts out of ten. Okay. So uh. One out of ten for the story, one out of ten for like the technical, so like the score, cinematography, audio. yeah. Okay, okay. And then one out of ten for enjoyment. Mm. And then you put that together and get the score out of thirty. Okay, perfect. Yeah. All right, so uh, so we usually start off with uh, technicals. Um, mm. I'll I'll kick it off. Okay. So out of 10, uh, like I said, I think that James Wan's strong suit in this whole thing is definitely the cinematography. Uh, so I gave it an 8 out of 10. I thought it was shot very well. And again, for a genre that's not really one that I tend to get into, I I was very... Uh, I, the, the, the cinematography did keep me engaged, and I did like uh, how it was shot. I think I agree with you there. I was thinking 8 also for the movie. Because the like the sound, the cinematography, all of it was just really good, mm-hmm. and it honestly like more so than even the story. That setting is what build the the tension and the the scariness of it. Mm-hmm. I'll even put yeah. in yeah I'll even put in the further as part of the technicals because for what they did on right. a low yeah. budget and how it's simple but effective. Yeah, I, that's why I went nine. Like, there's so many like great shots in this movie mm-hmm. so i went nine out of ten for the cinematography on this one all right so we all we all pretty much agree that it's technicals are high yeah yes okay uh story story i was debating on giving it a six or seven just because there was it, it was a decent continuation it did pick up directly after the um uh, 
the first one now i don't know if the two styles blend that well seeing as how the first one was uh slower and right. and, and yeah. this one so i don't know if you were to watch it back to back i don't know exactly how well that would blend um and there was a, a little too many of like why would you do that scenes for, for me yeah oh, like what one of them being when the guy uh carl he he uh picks up one of the decayed tooth and and then he's just sitting there looking at it like i was like shows a close-up shot of him like sitting there examining i was like dude this is not the place to be like why are you examining the tooth right now like, come on, and, and and to be fiddling around with your tranquil first off that tranquilizer should have been armed and ready to go like, yeah you, you shouldn't have been sitting there fiddling with it look, looking like if you if you looked at it from behind he just looks like a dude jacking off in a trench coat like he's, <laughs> he's, he's fiddling around with something mm-hmm. yeah. um and, and I and I said that the other two dudes were kind of useless. So I I said that the story for me was about a six, which is above average. Yeah. yeah. Um. But uh, yeah. Anyway, I'm actually gonna go even lower than that, and I would probably give the story like a four. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I think um we mentioned this earlier, but I think they really could have done a lot more with Parker okay they they built that up really well like the dynamic between him and his mom and you know took those uh beats from psycho but i think it kind of just stops like we don't know his story post just being that murderer figure and like why he's kind of doing this other than his goal of like becoming human but also why does he want to become human mm-hmm. so i guess i gave I think, one extra point also yeah. just because as you said it had ambitious and ideas yeah Yeah. it did have a lot and that's i think that's probably why i gave it slightly less just because of the fact that like anytime you introduce time stuff it just gets kind of complicated but also feels sometimes like a Mm cop-out and this didn't really do that but it just kind of i don't know the it, it got more complicated for no good reason i think yeah, that's why I probably put it at five. Like, some of the stuff just didn't need to be in the story at all. Right. And then there's other things, like you said, with Parker, they could have probably went more into his backstory than they did. So, yeah, I went with a five. Okay. Um, Actually, since since we talked about this, and I, I should have put this in this category, I'm going to put story for five for me as well. And enjoyment was going to be five, but enjoyment for me is going to be six. So I'm going to swap those two. Okay. So story for me is going to be five and enjoyment will be six. Enjoyment being, like I said, uh, a good, if a good thing is shot well, and I do like the actors, it can bring up uh, a poor script for me. And like I said, I like, I like Patrick Wilson. He's definitely the best part of the movie for me. And uh, the shots were good. And sometimes it can be disappointing when you have ideas and you don't follow through with them or you do them poorly. But I will say that some of the ideas were at least, I, I, I liked what they could have done. Yeah. And yeah. I liked the further. So story for me is five enjoyment. I'll put six. Okay. Yeah. I think, um, I think so as mentioned at the beginning that this is my favorite insidious movie. So mm-hmm. I, my enjoyment of this is definitely like higher. Like I want to say it's probably like a seven or an eight. I'll yeah, I'll go yeah. with seven for that for that number on, for now. Yeah, be, yeah. On, be honest, yeah. I mean, we all like what we like. So yeah, yeah. And it's one of those where I think 
it's part it's it's all because of the the scary things that happen like the the scary scenes do feel scary and even though i would like those scenes to be expanded on a little bit more like all the ghosts for example that were in like the basement mm-hmm. we see those yeah. like one other time but it would have been so cool to have those around more yeah and but the few scenes we have with them are super scary oh, so yeah. I, I'm gonna give it a seven just because it definitely spooks me. Yeah, and I yeah. will say that the were those ghosts the uh, victims that they that were killed. I yeah, think they so. were uh, Parker's uh, victims. Why were they terrorizing the kid for? My my theory was that they were trying to like not help him, but kind of let him know. Yeah, that Parker was. They weren't like attacking him. They were just like, hey. Well, He's I mean, in your did, world now, yeah. Well, they did all ambush him onto his bed and were grabbing at him. That is true. Yeah. See, so that's like a plot line that I think would have been awesome if they explored a little bit. Yeah. I thought they were they, grabbing him because yeah. of a reason. Like maybe yeah. they were all trying to be like, the, he's the lifeline to get back to the living world or something. Yeah. Like, but uh, for me, enjoyment, uh, I'm probably going to go with seven because I can see myself rewatching this movie mm-hmm. quite often. Not often, but every now and then when I'm in the mood for a good ghost movie. Yeah, it was it was still like I mean I I what I put at a six. Yeah, it was it was better than a lot of other ghost movies I've seen. Yeah. <laughs> you know, flaws and all. I mean, no movie yeah. is without its flaws. So. Yeah. Right. I mean I don't I can't <laughs> well let me ask well no, that one's not a that one's not a ghost movie. Oh, oh <laughs> never mind. I was I was I was gonna ask you about Lake Mungo, but that's not a ghost movie. Oh, I saw that recently. <laughs> I, I, I won't. <laughs> well, well, what, what did you think of it? Oh man, I think apparently this is a hot take, but uh, I did not like it. Oh, uh, never mind. Yes, <laughs> thank you. Never mind. Thank you. <laughs> Uh, when you said yes, I was like, tell me how awesome Lake Mungo was so uh, I can rub I, it in Dave's face. <laughs> I no. feel like I've watched the wrong movie because I'm like, everybody's uh, yeah. talking right? about how great it is. And I'm like, no. why though? <laughs> like, I'm like, this is a boringer version of the Poughkeepsie tapes. <laughs> to be fair, I wasn't saying that it was like God's gift to cinema. I just recommended it to you. <laughs> I just said, hey, the, this movie, this movie, I liked it. Uh, okay, maybe you would like it. I, all right, all right. It, let's just move had, on. <laughs> no, but like internet wise, Lake Mungo is like for like some not, reason not highly regarded. Yeah. yeah, I will so say I, like I, I want to rewatch yeah. it for sure because I'm I, like, I don't know. Sorry, I just feel like I have to defend myself because I, <laughs> I was like, it's so boring. You're I, good. I don't think that. A high ninety, it was worth. I think it maybe should be like a seventy-five. Okay. I don't, I don't yeah. think it. It's it's like at a ninety-four, ninety-five on the ultimato meter. I would put it probably no. more like a seventy, seventy-five. I would have probably put it like sixty-five. That's fair. I mean, I can yeah. understand. I I I got nothing to say. I'm, I like oh, no. it, it's a competently shot film. Like yeah. you can tell, it it's good film. I just found it. I'd say boring. I was I was honestly debating to some I don't know how I was gonna finagle Lake Mungo in there like you haven't happened to see Lake Mungo have you like just tell me what you think of it yeah. <laughs> hated it oh, all right I know <laughs> sorry I mean okay so hate's a strong word for this one. yeah because I because I did like aspects of it and I and I see why it's cool I think I was just recommended it 
but in a very like it's so good and i was like okay cool like so i went in expecting a lot to happen and then when it's the slow burn movie i'm like oh this is not what i was expecting as i came into this at all you really sound like dave and the funny thing is this is going to come out before that bit later on because i've recommended this movie to him in one of our segments but that isn't going to air until a couple episodes later so So we're talking about like mungo right now who people are like why is he talking about like mungo for tune in a couple episodes later you'll know why (laughs) all right well fair enough oh but anyway so what's what's the overall scores there dave uh my overall score was 21 out of 30 Mm-hmm. Uh, do you have everybody else's? No. Oh, <laughs> I wrote down mine. Just... I lost track of you guys. No, I wrote down mine just in case. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I gotta do math. I think it was a. Uh, I think mine. Mine might be twenty because it was eight for technicals. Um, five for story, six for enjoyment. Yes. Nineteen. Uh, nineteen then. Oh, yeah. I'm at nineteen also. All right. So nine. So Dave. So Dave, you liked it the most out of every one of us. It wasn't Evidently, your, yeah. Yeah, and it wasn't even uh, your recommendation. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, there. There we go. So again, uh, another movie that still technically not bad. Um, usually fifteen when it, a movie's about fifteen. That's basically kind of like your run of the mill average. Yeah, yeah. that's average. the average, the halfway point. Average this halfway one's- point. Between, yeah, like between a, 19 and 21 so it's like 60. borderline good yeah <laughs> it's it's like upper 50s about 60 yeah what would you guys say has been your lowest rated film well we did uh we did a season a of season certified of... bad last season yeah. um, oh awesome uh what was our least favorite episode or episode last season uh mine was i'll always know what you did last summer yeah um, and mine was but... was mine uh soul survivor i think so yeah I mean, uh, both are just awful movies, but then again, I think I don't know where is yours ranked, but that Hanukkah movie. Yeah, there's also Hanukkah, and then House of the Dead, Venom, Venom. We've oh, watched yeah. a lot of bad movies. Yeah, um, yeah, um, yeah. I was like, which was your least favorite? Oh, that's tough. <laughs> yeah, it's like there, there's a lot. <laughs> there, there's a lot of bad horror out there. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Have you seen Soul Survivor? I don't think so. I'm like, let me look that one up. Don't. Don't look it up. <laughs> <laughs> don't, don't. But then again, it's a waste of time. Yeah. But then, but then again, I know jack shit apparently, so maybe she'll love it. I mean, oh man. Apparently, uh, this does look really familiar. I feel uh, like I probably have seen this on the Sci-Fi Channel. Actually, no. <laughs> a very long time. I ago. feel like it would have no, probably been played no, on the Sci-Fi you, Channel. No, you owe it to Luke Wilson to see this movie. <laughs> oh no. You owe it to Luke Wilson to watch that movie. Oh, Luke Wilson. <laughs> he, he he got me through that movie. Yeah. It's a five minute tease in it. Oh man. And 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 fully on the title card. <laughs> <laughs> I, th- yeah. I think that was the thumbnail for, for the uh that we used, wasn't it? It was just Luke Wilson's face. And that was I just... think so, yeah. Just picture Luke Wilson. <laughs> that was the that was the, the thumbnail for the uh, that review. Oh. But um yeah, so that's another that's another movie down. That's another movie zipped up in the proverbial body bag, as they say. Yeah. And uh, um, I want to thank you again for taking some time and coming in. Uh, this this one kind of ran a little bit long. This is good. I like yeah. it when yeah, when this we, is a lot of fun. Yeah, I, sorry, I talk a lot. No, I love it when <laughs> no, we, we when love we it. Yeah. Track. 
Yeah. Oh, good, good, good. Yes, thank you guys for having me so much. No, that's good. It's much better than if it was like 40 minutes and I was like, God, I can't wait for this thing to end. That's true. Can't that's wait true. to get out of here. Yeah, no. <laughs> you know, did we, what did we talk? We talked a little bit about Jimmy Neutron. We talked a little mm-hmm. about, t- talked some horror, talked about the Wendigo. Uh-huh. Jackie about, Chan's Adventures. Jackie Chan's <laughs> Adventures. <laughs> Talked about how I don't know anything and let Mungo <laughs> apparently is awful. No. So, Avatar the Airbender. Avatar. So, you know, this movie had a lot of everything in it. So Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but, yes, again, we would like to thank you again for coming on. And uh, we'll definitely be putting out one or both of those books in the upcoming book giveaway. Oh, thank you. And uh, that has been Body Bag Podcast. I have been Chris Thomas. And with me, Broke Rider Dave. Have a good week, everybody. Bye. Ah, that was nice. That was, that was, this, yeah. this was good. That's I a lot know. of fun. Yeah. 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 I love talking about horror movies, so it's so fun. <laughs> and sorry in yeah. advance, a lot of times I, or maybe it's just because it's Zoom, sometimes I feel like I cut people off a lot. Oh, no. I, yeah. I used to do a podcast back in the day, and it was in person. And mm. I, oh, man, it took such a long time to, like, figure out me learning like when they were going to start speaking so that I don't yeah. speak. And it, I feel like zoom definitely makes it harder just because you're not like well, seeing them speaking, but yeah, I was about to say uh, like, well, we don't really have an excuse since we, we this is going on year. What are we on year three yet? Uh, or... uh, August 16th will be our like two year anniversary of when we started. Yes. So we should know better by now. Well, that's fine. We're getting there. Yeah, we're improving. <laughs> when, eventually, we'll uh, we'll get our own studio, and it'll, yeah, it'll, it'll be easier once once we start raking in that sweet sweet shutter money. Oh yeah. yes, there you go. Get sponsorships. Yeah, get that shutter shout out money. Yeah. <laughs> oh but, man, that's so, awesome. So this will, uh, I believe you said, Dave. In two weeks, we're gonna try to yeah. have this one out. This won't become yeah in two weeks. Okay, I'll keep a lookout for it and I'll share it on all my places. And uh, we'll awesome. yeah we'll yeah. tag you and uh, yeah. we'll let you know in advance like the week that it's coming out. Yeah. Okay, awesome. And uh, we'll look forward to possibly having you on in the future. We can talk Crow Lord. Yes, yeah. let me know whenever you guys want. I'm always around and always down to talk horror movies. Awesome. Well, thanks awesome. again. Thank you. Have a good one, guys. You too. Bye. Bye. Hey, everybody. Thanks for listening to Body Bag Podcast. Be sure to like and subscribe and leave us a comment as to what you'd like to hear us review or any horror movie topics you'd like to hear us rant and rave about. And while you're at it, you can find us on Twitter at Body Bag Pod and on Instagram at Body Bag Podcast. Thanks, and we'll see you next time.